0: Mamá am
1: I was reading something on LinkedIn the other day and it got me thinking about the content for this episode coming live and direct from Walrus Island the only place on earth untouched by COVID-19 albeit I see that New Zealand has been trying to muscle in on our action. Now we are truly abundant on Walrus Island with everything in abundance except the Rona. And this episode came to me uh, by something a person has said repeatedly although this, this I want to make it clear this episode is not about a person Or it's not about that person, but it's about an idea, an ugly fucking idea, a mindset, a dark fucking mindset that creeps in the heads of too many dreary bastards who need a good fucking shake. Now, I don't want the name of this person to be attached to the episode as such because it's not about them. And for the record, because you'll be able to work out who this is, I really enjoy Plenty of their content Um, I, I really do And I've consumed lots of it And you'll know them If you're on LinkedIn Or maybe if you're on YouTube And it's Mr. 11x himself The Wolf of Warrington And whilst he has some brilliant content Which I really enjoy He repeatedly says something Which I fundamentally disagree with Which is that If you knew how to make money If you knew the key to unlock ridges If you knew that You would never share that secret with anyone and he uses that thesis as the basis to bash many of those that he calls Contrapreneurs. Now, for all I know, there may be loads of Contrapreneurs out there. It was ever thus. And we're lucky to have Anne Robinson and this Anne Robinson T2, Mr X himself, to warn us about them and their click funnels and their 997 programmes to make you rich without working. Uh, um, many of these people, I'm sure, are leeches. But what I can't have is the concept that if you were a person who knows how to unlock wealth, who knows how to unlock knowledge, who has abundance in your life, that you would automatically never share that because you would diminish the amount of it that's left in the world for you. That is literally one of the most stupid fucking things I have ever heard and it gets repeated time and time again by those with scarcity mindsets. It's not just stupid, it's fucking dangerous. As it's used to keep others subjugated like the crabs in the fucking bucket who keep pulling themselves, pulling each other down, back down into the bucket. When in reality, if they helped each other out, they could all climb out of the bucket. Now, think about this. Imagine if Henry Ford said, you know what, even though I know how to make a car and how to make a car production line, I'm not going to make one. Because all those who think that a faster horse is the solution are going to realise that they're wrong and then start competing with me when I show them how to make cars on a production line. Now there are very few ideas which are totally novel and can't be copied. If you know how to lead a successful and happy life and you share that with others, it doesn't mean your life becomes miserable and unsuccessful. That's the thesis upon which scarcity mindsets are made. It's rank fucking stupidity. Successful people are open and collaborate because... Firstly they enjoy doing that and because secondly they know by sharing it with others it brings other people into your own orbit who know different things which when they then share with you and share with each other you then create innovation and the value will be far greater than you just keeping your secret to yourself. I mean that's the whole purpose of education and learning our society is actually built upon the sharing of knowledge. That's what modern society is built on. Not fucking I know how to educate my child. Do you know what? I'll do it on my own and I'll not let the rest of the world be party to that. Now, we'll get. that's why we have teachers and professors and lecturers. Because the collective knowledge and sharing of knowledge is good and advances society. Now, we'll get into the meat of the episode now. Because I think that scarcity mindsets are so much more problematic than... Than we even realise, and um, because they stop people setting out on all sorts of adventures. For instance, what's the point in opening up a new pizza shop? Yeah, well, what's the point? Sure, there's already one in the town. Now, you know, people who have scarcity mindsets will say something like, He's already beaten me to it. Um, isn't it lucky that we've had a Ray Crock and he didn't think like that when he came across the McDonald brothers Um, Because if he had a thought like that Oh they've already opened up a brilliant um, meat uh, Or or a, a brilliant burger joint We would never have really invented franchising As we know it today Ray Kroc didn't say Oh fuck the McDonald's brothers have beaten me to it Ray Kroc said Fuck me that is an amazing system How can I tap into that And start to develop a business Either with them or without them Or in partnership with them Or create a franchising model Yeah So having a scarcity mindset Makes you Envy your neighbour That's what it does It makes you envy your neighbour You say to yourself He's going well in our town uh, So there's no point in me trying As he's already bought up most of the land So I'd be better trying to to tear him down instead That's what a scarcity mindset does to you You don't start thinking That guy's bought all the land But what if I sowed um, a crop for him Or what if I showed him how he could build houses on his land? Or what if I partnered with him to help him buy more land? Or what if I bought some of the land off him? Maybe he doesn't need all the land. So a scarcity mindset means that you'll start to envy him and tear him down. Someone's already doing something so you don't try it. Uh, But what if you were better at it? What if you were better at it than them? Or if you put your own personal twist on it and people liked what you did better? Or maybe, God forbid, that there's room for both of you in the town. Now, I mean, what if the Rolling Stones said, we can't release a record, the Beatles have already done it, and we can't be as good as them? Or imagine if the Beatles said, do you know what, we think we've crafted the best ever pop song, we'd better not release it in case somebody copies it. Now, of course, that's exactly what happens But there's room for the best and there's also room for the rest. Now, it's precisely by showing that you're not afraid to show what you know or to be brave enough to stick your head above the parapet that attracts others to you because most people realise that they don't have the cojones to do that and they will then become attracted to you because you do. Now, one of the first mindset coaches was Earl the Pearl Nightingale. Earl the Pearl Nightingale. He, after reading Think and Grow Rich realised that the line we become what we think about was the answer to the questions he'd been asking himself in his mind back in the mid 1900s. So in 1956 he, he, he realised we become what we think about. In 1956 he produced as a record um, it was called The Strangest Secret and he produced it to keep his employees motivated whilst he was on holiday. And it was so successful at keeping his team productive that he realised that he had a talent which he then shared far and wide becoming the most syndicated um, radio programme ever at that time. But what if he had a scarcity mindset and he thought to himself Do you know what? This really, really works. When I was away on holiday um, I released this record to keep my staff uh, motivated and they sold loads of shit all over the place. But you know what? I mustn't tell anybody else As they might motivate their staff too and they might sell more life insurance than my staff and they might eat all my fucking pie. So we go back to that line I told you at the start of the show is that if you knew the answer you would never tell anybody else because they might start competing with you. So thank God Earl of Pearl uh, Nightingale didn't think that. He actually shared what he knew and actually developed a massive career in a different space From the one that he was already doing. Just from telling everybody how he actually motivated his team. Or what if Tony Robbins said. You know what I can't do this stuff. It's been done before by Earl Nightingale. And he was fucking magic. And I don't know if I can top that. I better just stay in my lane. Thank God Tony Robbins didn't say that. And he has motivated so many people since. And created so many Me Too's um, himself. Now. Some of those Me Too's will be rip-off, aren't? some of them will be fucking amazing. I I don't know. It's up to a consumer to decide. Now, Isaac Newton, um, he'd already discovered gravity. Uh, well, he, he formulated the thesis around gravity. Gravity was already there. Uh, but isn't it lucky that Einstein had the cojones to think, you know what? I'm going to look at all this shit a bit deeper. And he came up with the theory of relativity. Now, I know they're two slightly different concepts, but he did it. And he he didn't keep it to himself, he shared it with the world. For others to test it oh, and By the way I would just want to tell you um, He was actually I don't know if you know this Einstein was actually a bit rubbish at maths uh, And he had to collaborate With another scientist And mathematician Or he wouldn't have discovered it and how's that proof positive That the scarcity mindset Is a wasted opportunity Einstein if he just said You know what I'm a pretty bright guy I'm going to do this all myself He wouldn't have discovered relativity Theory of relativity If he hadn't collaborated with somebody else Now I have 160 odd episodes Of sharing my ideas with you I know how to make a million, million, in fact millions, I know how to make millions of pounds, it's relatively easy to me. That's why, why, or in part why, I'm trying to, I'm setting out on a new journey to try and make billions of value. Because you know what, I don't know how to make billions, I haven't a fucking clue. Now for someone to think that because I know how to make millions that I wouldn't share that with you. It's because they think that there was only a million and that we're all fighting over the same fucking million. <laughs> the wealth and value and love in the world is not a fixed asset, that once it's consumed, there is less available for everyone else. We are ingenious creatures and we actually create more stuff all the time. Now, a, a caveman used to have to go out and run about all day trying to catch a fish or a rabbit. Now, imagine if he said to the next caveman, Sorry, pal. But you can't come out with me in case you learn how to do this. And there are no more fish or no more rabbits left for me. That's a scarcity fucking mindset right there. Of course, the entrepreneurial um, caveman, he will work out how to catch multiple fish. um, Perhaps with a net. And then he'll rent his net to the other cavemen or cavewomen for a price. Or perhaps perhaps a price of half their catch. Or maybe he'll make more nets to save to the other cavemen. So... Stop it with the scarcity mindset Now now, that entrepreneur hunter makes lots of decent points Like make sure if you're a caveman And you're buying a net that you buy from someone who knows how to make nets Or if you're going to pay a caveman to teach you how to fish Make sure it's a caveman who's either a good fisherman Or who knows how to teach others to be good fishermen Now those two things are not the same uh, And they can both exist Although those with scarcity mindsets do not believe really in the latter Now The latter would likely be a coach or an accountability partner in today's terms. Now, anyway, this episode is about scarcity mindsets, not coaches and mentors and shit like that. Now, do you know what possibly one of the most insidious forms of a scarcity mindset is but never gets talked about? It's the I know everything mindset. In other words, knowledge is finite and I know the fucking heap. Now, these are are often the cynics and the know-it-alls and those who like to knock ambition out of people who try to get out of their silos and lurk about at the edges seeking to knock you. A little bit of knowledge can be a dangerous thing. These people are not willing to learn from others. It's dead easy to say it's all a load of shite if you haven't tried anything new. Now I know what I know. And anything I don't know must be bunkum. Otherwise i know it. That's literally what many of these morons think. I see it. Every day it's a lot easier to stick on what you think you know than to twist Now when we see others succeed there are three things that we do Three things that we do We celebrate and congratulate if we don't suffer from a scarcity mindset But if we do suffer from it we're resentful because we think there's less available for us now As they've taken some of what could have been ours I actually believe that most people are somewhere in the middle just, just for the record, in case you hadn't worked it out by now, I'm a hundred percent abundance kind of guy. One hundred percent abundance. But most are somewhere in the middle. Not quite sure. Maybe celebrate if it's someone who looks and feels a bit like a bit like ourselves. That's successful. Celebrate then. But if it's someone who doesn't look or feel a bit like ourselves, we become resentful. Um, but this is what you're missing out on if you're somewhere in the middle. You're missing out on celebrating that person's success. Asking that person how they did it. Learning from that person. That's all available to you. So my message to you today, firstly, is that scarcity mindset is for the fools over there on Dickhead Island. But it's not enough for you not to be on Dickhead. It's not enough for you to be listening to this podcast. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not a spy from Dickhead you're at least not in the scarcity culture, But that does not necessarily put you in the abundant camp. And that's where I need you to be. In fact, I'll rephrase that. That's where you need you to be. Particularly in these testing times. In a world where there can be a temptation to protect and hold. Rather than to stay open and embrace what's ahead. But I'll make a deal with you. I'll make a deal with you. Keep listening. And I'll show you all the proof you need. That abundance is the way to go. Just think about it this way. I have nothing. I have nothing to sell you. I have no speed mentor retreats to do. I have no mentorship packages to sell. I do this. I give away what I've learned. Because I enjoy other people achieving abundance. And if I have played a role. And get a thank you for that. Then I'm happy. The only thing. I want from you miserable bastards is a review of this podcast as it gives me confirmation that I'm adding value to your journey. So hit me up on social and leave me that review I so richly deserve and create some abundance in my life and yours. But before I go today, I want to give a shout out to someone you have not heard me mention before, and he's a guy called Aaron. And as he listens to this, he's probably going, he's probably work out who he is. Um and Aaron does the editing. And the bits and pieces that makes me sound so good on this podcast. But he does more than just that. He encourages me. Well, either that or he's taking the fucking piss out of me. I'm not quite sure. He's always egging me on. Every time I send an episode over to him, he says, Well, is there any clay in it today? He, he calls my singing clay, you see. So now you know who to blame for my singing or in part anyway. But he's an encourager, a facilitator. He has joy and he always brings it to me So today I'm going to serenade the moulder of my clay The potter of my podcasts, Aaron from Progressive Podcast This one's for you baby Oh baby baby Oh baby baby Oh
0: baby baby Oh baby baby Oh baby baby How am I supposed to know that something wasn't right here oh baby baby I should have let you go Oh now you're out of sight yeah Show me how I wanted to be tell me baby cause I need to know right now my loneliness it's killing me, and I I must confess I still believe, still believe. When I'm not with you, lose my mind. Give me a sign, hit me, baby, one more time, baby, baby. The reason I breathe is you, Aaron, Aaron. My baby boy, you got me blinded, oh baby, pretty baby, there's nothing I wouldn't do, it's not the way I planned it, show me how you want it to be, tell me baby, cause I know not, oh because my loneliness is killing me, and I I must confess, I still believe, still believe, when I'm not with you, I lose my mind, give me a sign, hit me baby one more time.
1: I give that everything for you Aaron, Uh, we don't know scarcity in our lives, there is a load of fucking clay right there my friend, we are fucking walruses that will eat as many fucking fish as we like, but always know that there's plenty more fish in the ocean. That's what the walruses do. And if you're listening to this, whether it's scarcity, abundance, or somewhere in between, it's your own fucking choice.